Been a while. There we go. So, good morning. They don't have to. Good morning again. This morning, um, I want to share. Um, this has been something that the Lord is. This is going to be very kind of personal for me, um, but I know it's applicable to all of us. I, I believe there's some things, some nuggets that are hidden in these passages that are very. Um, you know, the title might seem like it's a, a negative title, and it is to some degree, but it will definitely be turned into something very positive in light of, you know, the context in which this word is used is phenomenal. I mean, it is absolutely um, incredible, and um, I have a lot to share. I don't think we're going to make, make it through most of this, but a lot of this you can take it back and, and use it for personal study. Um, I know that we're we're in the year of you know the spirit of glory and of God and um, which is which is going to be exceptional and um, we just need to be ready at any given moment to to do whatever the Lord asks us to do as a people and you know I was thinking this morning in the sanctuary about that that verse that you know said we and we all know this one um, where his his thoughts are not our thoughts. And his ways are not our ways. And we've been at this a long time. But the longer we're in this, the more I've come to realize that I, there's a lot that I still need to learn as a saint and as an intercessor. Just when you think you have the ways of the Lord figured out, he starts to change things up and says, you know what, this is something new that I'm doing. This is something that's, that you haven't encountered before, and he takes you into something new. And that, that can be exciting, but again, you don't know what lies ahead. He gives us just enough to let us know we're on the right pathway, and in that, we have no control over the things that follow. And, and what I mean by that is... Um, When things are going really good, whenever we're moving in the tobe, that that's great. But we have the, we we have we're gonna we're, we're gonna experience the tobe and the raw all at the same time. And as we go through this, um, I'm praying that the Lord will help all of us to, to to get some nuggets here as we look at this this Hebrew word. And I've got it there in front of you. It's it's uh, shachtat, and I may be kind of butchering that up. But it, the actual word means to prostrate oneself or to be broken down by violence, confusion, and fear. Now, I know this, this, this kind of is starting off in a negative, but, but again, we're going we're to turn this into a positive. Now, when you think of, if you think of the word when you prostrate yourself, what are you actually doing? You're actually laying yourself down, face to the ground, and that kind of rhymed, so you're in a point of total surrender, okay? I hadn't seen this until now, and it's probably due to, you know, a lot of factors, but it really does apply to, you know, where the Lord has me. And I know it's not just about me, but, you know, other people that I've talked to over the last few weeks have had some of these similar things happen. So as we look at this, there's a lot of chaos there's a lot of confusion in the atmospheres that we're facing. There's a, there's a lot of fear. And, and, and I know as we look at where, these, where this word is used, God is always telling the leader or those that are getting ready to go into the land or take the land, He says these words to start off before He launches them into taking the land. So that is, so He realizes when you're taking new territory, these are types of things that you're going to face when you're taking the land. Why? The enemy does not want to surrender territory. <laughs> and I've had a hard time trying to... And here I'm going to kind of lay myself out here, kind of bare a little bit this morning. You know, I'm, um, I've been spiritually, I've been walking through a lot of these, these things with not, not no so much as the violence part, but confusion. Whenever, and we know that, you know, as warriors, spiritually, 
when you're in a point where you're sensing confusion, a lot of times you're in the midst of great warfare, right? And as we're taking the land, we're, we're going to encounter this. But this is a, I haven't faced it quite to this degree. I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. And, and I know the giftings that we have, and we're all in different places. How many of you are like staring at me like, oh, dear, dear in heavens. <laughs> and if I'm not speaking to you, that's great. This, I'm just, I'm just kind of sharing what I feel I need to, to say. Um, so, how many of you in here have, have, have sensed this confusion, like, like what I'm talking about over the last number of weeks? And it seemed to start like the last quarter of last year. It was like the last three to four months. And it's, it seemed to intensify. And it's starting to kind of wane a little bit and get a little bit more easy to bear it. Because you can... When, when, when God's Spirit is covering us, and, and, and it's all great, that's one thing. But when, when He kind of pulls back the... Co- doesn't pull back the covering. Maybe I'm using the wrong words here. But He's, allow, he's allowing influences to... For you to sense them, see them, if, if He opens your eyes, He allows everything that we go through for, for, for our training. And we all know this, but this thing has been at a, it's, it's, it's at a, it's at a new level. <laughs> and, I, and I guess that's where we are spiritually, is, is how God is, is, is using us in our intercession, and you know, taking the land, going into new places, and um, try, establishing the kingdom, and the cross, and um, we're going to face these types of things, and you can feel this. And if you never feel this, I bless you. I really do, because um, I don't wish this stuff off on anybody. I don't want it myself, but we can't control it. But I do know the solution when we're facing this is not to pull back, not to just stop praying in the Spirit, not to stop reading the Scripture, These forces do this. They do not want you praying in the Spirit. They do not want any of us studying the Scripture and gaining words like this. So when I feel this, sometimes I get get overwhelmed by it. I do. I get overwhelmed by it, but God's Spirit is still there with us in the midst of it, and He'll give a word. It may be one or two sentences in the midst of it, and it aligns you. And it lasts for, it seems to be momentary. <laughs> and then, boom, you're right back in it. And it's like a constant back and forth. But His Spirit is always there inside us and, and giving us His thoughts as to what we need to be doing in the midst of it. So this is the basis of this, of this teaching. Now, <laughs> we're going to touch on um, Jehoshaphat quite a bit. <laughs> you know, Monica and Les, it was, a, was it last Sunday? It's been over the last few weeks. The Lord really put that on y'all's heart. And as I was studying this, that same passage came up here. And it was really phenomenal. Everything that Jehoshaphat did and the people did in the midst of the great opposition that they were facing. And <laughs> so let's, let's take a look at this, all right? So the first instance here uh, is in Deuteronomy chapter 1. And this is where he's sending the sending of the spies into the land. Deuteronomy 19 verses, uh, excuse me, Deuteronomy 1, 19 through 23 says, And when we departed from Horeb, we went through all that great and terrible wilderness, which you saw by the way of the mountain of the Amorites, as Yahweh our Elohim commanded us, and we came into Kadesh Barnea. And I said unto you, You are coming to the mountain of the Amorites, which Yahweh Elohim doth give to you. Behold, Yahweh Elohim has set the land before you. Go up and possess it. Occupy it. Drive out those that are the tenants that are there, that are possessing it. You drive them out as Yahweh Elohim of your fathers has said unto you. And here it starts. We're going to see this theme repeatedly in these, in these, in these verses. Fear not, neither be discouraged. That's the Hebrew word there that means do not surrender yourself over to violence even though you're going to see it don't surrender to the confusion even though you will experience it and don't give way to fear you're going to encounter that and he says this before they went in to take the land so why would god allow an intercessor or intercessors or a network to even sense 
points of major confusion, major fear, and even spiritual violence to a degree. We've all had dreams or visions where you've been in a violent scenario and there's been major warfare going on, right? So all three of these components are signs, not that we've missed the mark in some way, but we are on the mark getting ready to go in and to possess new territory and land. I think that's phenomenal, right? This is God's, te God's telling the people this repeatedly. And he's, he's instructing his leaders, as we're going to see, with Moses, Joshua. And he's telling them, why would God even say this? Because he knows this is what they're getting ready to encounter. And he's preparing us for what's ahead. Because <laughs> we cannot... I, I, I've pretty much had to come to terms with, there's some things you have control over. There's some things you have no control over. We can't control and twist God's arm and say, Hey, man, can you tell me a little bit more about what I need to do here? God, I don't know what to do here. Well, that's where we need to be, right? <laughs> he doesn't want us to be reliant on the, the, the arm of man. He doesn't want us to be reliant on our own capabilities, but we are in a lot of ways. We really are, if we are totally honest. It ain't about our abilities. It's not about our great intellect. It ain't about anything that we have. We are stewards of everything He's put inside of us. And I'm realizing that more and more each day in this walk, in a lot of ways. <laughs> you know what? We are not our provider either. You might think, well, I go to work every day. Yeah, I make the money. Okay, well, who gave you the ability to make that money? Who gave you the ability to be a great financial whiz and bring in millions? God did. He is our provider. <laughs> Are we supposed to do things in the midst of that? Yes. But when you look at the scripture and you study it, you find out the people of God encountered all manner of good things, but in the midst of good things, there were the raw things that they had to deal with as well. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly all combined. <laughs> and we go through seasons where Things are just towed. Man, it's, it's the blessing of the Lord. And he, and, he, and he covers us and He shields us from things that are in the raw space or in the raw realm. <laughs> the RR, it's the new RR, not rest and relaxation. It's the raw realm. And boy, have I been in that quite a bit over the last many months, just like you to some degree. And you know what? It's okay. It really is okay as long as we keep, keep moving forward Moving forward doesn't mean, you know, your, your spirit's going to be on autopilot 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, that was great when that happened many, many years ago. But there's times where our spirit wants to pursue the Lord, but it's, it's just an act of obedience. And it's not on autopilot. We don't control that, and, and, it, and that's okay. I mean, sometimes, you know, and I, I know I'm... I just think a lot of times, and this might just be me, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> um, and it could be the, the season or, the, or the, whatever you're walking through on a, on a personal level where you, we can tend to really beat ourselves up with things that go on in our lives, okay? Decisions we make, things that occur. But you know what? God sees every bit of it. He knows every, everything. He knows when you, before you rise up, you're down-sitting. My, if I make my bed in hell, he said, I know you're there, right? <laughs> he knows. And everything is Father filtered. I've said that many times. And you, and, um, but when you're, when, you're in, when you're in the midst of something new that you're facing, based off of decisions that have been made, it takes on new meaning. It takes on new meaning. And so when he's telling his people, fear not, he's telling them, you're getting ready to face fear right in your face. And when he says, you're getting ready to face this dismay, he's saying, confusion is coming, violence is coming, fear is coming, don't surrender to it. And that's what that means. So I had a hard time going, to prostrate, what does that mean? And it just dawned on me the other day. It's like, hey, when you do that, what are you doing? You're surrendering yourself over to some, something, or in this case, these different types of um, influences. And some of these creatures out here are, man... They are full of confusion and chaos and all this stuff is fear-driven that comes from the demonic realm. These, these creatures, that's what they emit. 
you know, they, they have other specializations too. I mean, but I mean, any time we're facing this type of thing, you, you want to just tuck and run, right? I mean, you get, you get tired of it after a while. Your flesh gets tired of it. <laughs> your flesh does, but your, the Spirit of God inside of us rises up and says, hey, let's keep going, let's keep going. I know you're facing this. I've allowed it, and I'm not, I do not want you to fail in the midst of it. And that's another thing I'm learning right now. God does not set us up to fail. He never is going to, He will never do that, ever. He does he will not forsake us, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're facing, no matter what you've done, no matter what you think you've screwed up with, He is always there with us. The only person that can, can forsake, it's us. We can walk away from Him, but He will never walk away from us. And that's so important for us to know, and I don't know what's coming, <laughs> but it's got it's to be very, very, very incredible because of the expansiveness that he's expanding in a lot of new ways. And so I want all of you to be encouraged by this message. This is not a doom and gloom, discouraging word here. This is very encouraging. So in Deuteronomy 31, we have Moses speaking to the people of God with using the same term in verses 1 through 8. So let's, let's take a look at this. And Moses went up and spake these words unto all of Israel. And he said unto them, I am 120 years old. I can go, no, go out no more and come in. Also Yahweh has said unto me, You won't go over unto this Jordan. And the Lord God, the Lord thy God, He will go over before thee, and He will destroy these nations before you, and you will possess them. And Joshua, he shall go over before thee, as Yahweh has said. And Yahweh shall do unto them as he did to Sion and to Og, king of the kings of the Amorites, and unto the land of them which whom he destroyed. And Yahweh shall give thee up before your face, that you may do unto them according to all the commandments which I have commanded you. Here it is again. This is another theme. Be strong. Hazak. And of good courage. And that's the word... It means to be alert, and it can be, be alert physically, but it's really the crux of it that I'm focusing on. It is physically, be alert, but mentally. There is a mental courageousness that is required in taking the land as, as, as warriors, as, like a Joshua, like a Moses, or like the people of God. And so God's saying you've got to be very courageous in your thoughts. Now, does that mean you're... Um, it's going to be 24. You're never going to have any, any thoughts of, um, that are just on the other side of the spectrum. Not at all. Not at all. We're human. We're flesh. But the main thing is don't ever forget. Be strong. Be courageous. But none of this courage comes from us. None of it does. None of, none of the confidence that we have comes from us, right? Everything we have comes by virtue of His Spirit on the inside of us. Here... And here, and the way we've learned through the years, and it's going to continue to be from now to eternity, is praying in the breath of the Lord. That is it. The solution to every problem we face, no matter where we are, whether the bank account is full or, the, or there's a zero balance, the Spirit of the Lord will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. That's the challenge. The mind in man is the challenge, not the spirit in man. Our spirit is willing, but our flesh is totally on the weak side. And so that carnal nature will scream loudly to try to control the situations or whatever, whatever we're facing. So here's Moses, and he's saying, my mission is coming to an end. Number one, I'm really too old to do this anymore. <laughs> I can't go out and I can't go in. I'm 120 years old. But he says God is, God is putting Joshua to take the baton and continue moving forward in the plan. Now, be strong. Be of a good courage. Fear not. Now, here's a different word that's thrown here into the mix. Nor be afraid. Now, that word for afraid, the first one is a 
I mean, it does mean to revere or frighten, but this second word for afraid here means to, um, can be a dreadful thing or a harassment type of a, um, a term. And it's translated as dread in a lot of other verses. So you've got this sequence to be strong, be very alert on foot and in your mental thinking. And then fear not. Don't let the things that you're going to face that cause dread or, or feel like you're being harassed. Don't let those overtake you. For the Lord, your Elohim, he does go with you. I'm glad that's there because sometimes... Whatever, whatever we're facing or walking through as a people, you do feel like you're alone. But again, that's the carnal side of us. But he's telling us, no matter what you're facing, always remember that I go with you. And he will not fail you. And that just means to, to slacken. Uh, nor will he forsake you. And Moses called unto Joshua, and he said unto him in the sight of all of Israel, Here's a repetition of this thing. Be strong, be of good courage, that alertness. For thou must go with this people into the land which Yahweh has sworn unto your fathers to give you, and you will cause them to inherit it. And Yahweh, it is He that goes before you. The eternal plan, God's eternal plan is always in motion. No matter what we're facing, no matter how bad it gets, no matter what we feel spiritually and what He's allowing, He goes with us. I'm sorry I'm hitting this really hard, but... I, this is good. I, I, I like this. I, I really need this right now, and I feel that it's, it's a good word for all of us. Is, I, I mean, I feel, you guys know what I'm saying here. You feel this. God's not, He hasn't abandoned us. He's not. The mind will trick you and tell you all manner of, and, and then these demonic forces, unclean spirits will start trying to block up the pure flow, and all those forces of hell will waken up. And then when you start declaring things that are not in alignment with the purpose of the Lord, then they really just start piling on, piling on, and piling on. And I've been doing that the last few months. I'm just, I'm just telling you. It's not easy. <laughs> but God is always faithful to be there to go, don't do this or he'll say something to Trish. You know, that's not right, Mark. Say this. Our declaration, what we say, is so crucial, so crucial, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm saying this is for me. I'm I'm pointing it right to me. If something comes out of my mouth that is not in alignment with the purpose of the Lord, I need to ask cleansing immediately before it's even released. Get it out of my mind. It may not even be my thought, but again, it might be. I don't care. I don't care the source of it. It's not in alignment with what God says. If I say something, well, I feel all alone here. Oh, wait a minute. Yahweh said his plan's going to be with me no matter what, right? Boom, that's my declaration. If you start declaring the other thing, enemy forces are all over it. Boom, it gets worse. <laughs> I've experienced both ends of the spectrum. You have too. All I'm saying is let's focus on what God is saying we are. Are we intercessors? Yes. Is the spirit willing? Yes. Is the flesh weak? Yes, but we don't want to focus on the weakness of the flesh, but the strength of His Spirit inside of us to pray through us. His breath, I'm telling you, will blow out anything that is corrupt in our thinking or impure. That pure river that came in that Sunday morning was phenomenal. <laughs> and that's the river that goes where we go when we're establishing the kingdom all over the globe. And when God highlights it and says, I'm going to let my pure river flow, anything that gets into that river is, that's impure becomes what? Pure and lives. And life comes and life springs forth in, in people's spirits and things come alive on the inside that were dead. And that's what the pure river does. And, and I, I was so blessed that morning. <laughs> and I know you were too. And I'm thinking, Lord... That morning, I was just like, and this is in the midst of all this stuff for the last three months when it came. So that's the Lord going, man, see this? What, look what I did here. Look at what I did. Don't ever forget that. And if we're not careful, I can become like one of those that were just, didn't come back and give thanks to the Lord. And, and I'm reminded that I need to be doing that more. I need to be doing that more and say, Lord, thank you that I'm able to even sense the river let alone be in it. Thank you that I'm able to have life and have it more abundantly. We're never going to get through this.
And then he says, we're still in Deuteronomy 31. And the Lord, it is he that goes with you. He says it again. These doubles are important because he knows people, when they get in the land and you start encountering violence, confusion, and fear, he knows the first things we're going to start doing is go, oh man, he's left us, right? He says, I will not fail you, nor will I forsake you. Fear not, neither be dismayed. Don't surrender over to these things that are influencing you. You're going to see violence. You're going to be a part of it. You're going, to, you're going to sense major points of confusion. Fear is going to try to grip you as you go into the land to possess it. Don't surrender to it. Does this make sense, you guys? Man, I had a hard time breathing up here. Sorry. Yes. Jesus came out and walked on the water and they thought he was a ghost. Peter said, you know, call, call me out to walk on it so I know it's you. And, you know, Jesus said, come. And he starts walking on the water and he begins to sink because he takes his eyes off Jesus. And Jesus extends his hand to take him. And then Jesus, I guess, rebukes them because of their faith. You know, oh, ye of little faith. And I think Sometimes he's calling us out to walk on the water in the midst of that absolute chaos and fear and when you do feel dismayed. And it's really a phenomenal thing because his hand is always extended to us to take us and walk out in that, you know, that place that's so empty and seems so impossible. But I'm with you. I've experienced this in this last season in ways that are so profound because he will always save us. Yeah, and it and those are great those are great points. I when you were talking about that, I remember um, back in 1999, I guess, guess when we came here. Yes, some of those some of those verses were some of the very first ones that he started to open up and share insights into that to come out into the unknown, to step out into a realm that I'd never known with him, a relationship that I'd never known as a point to help me to go deeper. Those, and I, I, I'm, that's another one of those things. I need to go back and remember those things. that doesn't stop. Right, it there's doesn't. A, it's just in a different, a different level. And, and um, you know, the enemy, and, and this, this is not to glorify the enemy. Th- these things are exposing the enemy in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I think if, because there's times, we, and I know I keep harping on this, but, I just want to encourage all of you and encourage, encourage myself in the Lord. I speak to myself here. <laughs> Where when you're facing things that are, that are really, really demonic, you just remember these, just remember these times. Remember these verses. You know, why, why would God be even addressing fear? Why would he even be addressing surrendering to other things? He knows everything that's coming before. He knows every decision that you're going to make in the next millisecond. He knows every single thing we're going to do. He knows he's already got the plan laid out. He's looking at the plan as the master architect. And he's got it all mapped out. But we, we tend to get so worried and so anxious and, and wanting to know too much when he's just given us just enough to keep us going in the journey. And that's, that can be a challenge to someone that has to know it all, right? And I don't mean know it all, but you know what I'm saying. He wants to know more and more and more. But you just take what he gives you and you trust. Trust is, is really, really important in this thing to know that he, he knows his eternal plan. <laughs> he knows what the plan is. We don't until it starts to be revealed. And we know the way that he reveals that is through intercession. So, Mark, brother, say something? Yes, ma'am. Uh, What's coming across to me so vividly right now is that uh, you put yourself out there among people and situations in your work where a lot is demanded of you. And you are in a workplace where the Lord is going to, He wants you to keep all this in mind because only you can handle something like that. Me, 
I, I'm only around these people. They're so sweet. I have no problems. I have nobody after me. But you do. The Lord is with you. He's talking to you right now. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Can I say one more thing? Sure. Yesterday I was talking to the French people out of Psalm 23, and you know we got to the part of Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, evil for thou art with me. And, and we talked for a long time about walking through and how important it is that in the midst of that valley of shadow of death, which we know he's going to have us walk through, you have to keep going. You can't, you can't let fear paralyze you. But the thing that was so profound to me, especially in this season where his presence is being so pronounced to us in a new and fresh way that when it says for I am with you and it it literally like brings him center stage into the midst of our valley and when his presence is there it trumps everything and so we need to remember that and I really believe that the this is going to be such a non-going revelation for us his presence in the midst of even the darkness because we are facing we're stepping into darkness like we've not known before, but he wants to teach us to remember his presence and to know his presence in the midst of it. And that was, I mean, it was almost like it just all opened up for me, just where we are. And God's just so good. Oh, absolutely. So his, <laughs> he is with you. <clears throat> Thank you very much. I appreciate those words. But And something that triggered in me was I haven't, this hasn't come to mind over many years. But you talk about darkness. We all walk through that. And it came during a time when my mom was dying of cancer. We were still in school. We were, you know, I don't want to go through all the details. We, we all have our sacrifices and the Lord knows those. But it was during that time the Lord gave Trisha a poem, and, and, and the poem, I think we've read it here at one point, it's called Through the Valley. Remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it. Even though I walk through the valley low, I will not fear, because I know the Lord is with me every step of the way, both night and day. And it, it, there's some other things to it, but that kind of stands out, and that, that really is applicable here, that he wants us, his desire is for us to go through that valley, experience the raw, the twistedness. And that twisting is, again, we don't get to, we think we can control that. We don't have control. The Lord knows what we can bear. <laughs> you remember that, that verse? You know, some say, man, I don't see how you're able to do it. I can't, I'm not able to do it in myself. There's no way. I'll tell you right now. I spent many hours under the juniper tree over the last three months. I've been there. I know some of what Elijah faced. And, and I'm not glorifying the enemy. That's my training. That's your training. The voice of one in the wilderness. One. I mean, it speaks a lot of different things. We know what that means. Something grand is coming. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it looks like. I just know when the Lord shared this with me, he started going, look at where I'm placing this. I'm telling the people, you're going in to take out tenants and take up occupancy there. You're driving something out and you're coming to inherit something. And, and the principle is, we're taking dominion, right? <laughs> Pastor and, and the team just came back from a journey where the Lord used them. And this is part of that, but only part of it. We don't know what's to come. But as we, as we go through this together, together, don't ever think you are alone. You have people around you. Don't forget the spiritual network and the community that he's, he's knit together. If you ever think you're, you're going you're gonna to sink, just remember, reach up. Because he's there with you to pull you up out of that. And, and to put you on a, on a place you've never, you've never experienced in Him. And 
Some of you, are you're not in it yet, but just get ready. When it starts to happen, it'll, it'll make much more sense. So I, I it, and, and I don't, there, there's things that are changing on the inside of us. I don't know if you felt that. And it's, it triggered about a, about, a, about a month, three or four months ago. And I believe it started when, when there was that visitation with the river. There was something inside my spirit that was just affected in a good way. But I'm, I'm still trying to look at the film of it as pastors used through the years going, Lord, what in the world did you just stir up inside me? I, I don't know what that is. But be encouraged as we keep going here. Now let's go and let's look at how we just looked at uh, Moses and we looked at how he was passing off the mantle, and not the mantle, the, the baton of how Joshua, his mission had come to a conclusion, and he's passing it off to Joshua. And now here we have Joshua 1, 1 through 9, where Yahweh starts to speak to him regarding taking the land. Walk right over to take the land. Oh, I want to say one more thing before I get to take the land. Remember, reflect with me 20 years back, okay, when this thing first started. Remember the times when God really first met with you and just radically changed you. Remember that first time where your spirit was more active than your mind and your spirit was praying all the time, day or night. Now you guys got that example in your mind? I do. <laughs> Think about, I mean, really think about what was really happening inside your spirit, what was happening in your mind. Nothing else around you mattered. Nothing else. I mean, everything was clear, right? Everything was fresh. I mean, it was just, there was nothing. You did in that moment, because of his spirit, you felt like whooping a bear with a switch. You felt like Superman. You felt like nothing could touch you, right? I mean, it was that. It was almost like being taken back before the fall when anything, everything was perfect. And I've been reflecting on how we were created before the fall in light of this. There was no confusion in man. There was no fear in man. There was, there was no violence that was there. When we were created, none of that existed, right? And so... Thinking of how at first, our first encounter where we really were functioning as an intercessor, that's kind of the way it felt to me. And in the midst of all this that we're facing as a people, I was able to be over here like this past week. Yeah, the days are kind of going together. <laughs> Sorry. And I think it was Tuesday. And I, I was getting ready to get up and leave. Seriously. I had all this stuff going on here, just saying. You guys didn't know that. <laughs> Maybe you did, I don't know. And I know there's been, and I, seriously, I was getting ready to leave. Somebody from the network texted me. Texted me a word. I ain't talked to them in months. I was reading it. That's spot on. Spot on. And they sent a song uh, with the text message. And it was a song by Jason Upton. The title of it was, watching over me and man i hit the first you know just the preview of it 30 seconds of it and that launched me into that little that intercessory time that that very word and that just hearing that song and for that next 20 minutes or so man it was everything else just stopped and i'm like lord i want to stay here i don't want to go home i don't want to think about cooking a meal none of that stuff matters when you get there none of it none of it i and i, I was i was just taken back my I, my mind is thinking lord what in the world's just happening here this is so wonderful Words are coming out of my spirit. Grace, holy, holy. I know I'm at the throne. I know the angels are there. All this is going on. Grace is it's just phenomenal. But yet, my mind starts to kick in. Even in that carnal mind, you got to go. You got to go. You need to go do this. You need to go there. My spirit's still going. I'm like, oh, okay, what do I do here? I'm going to stay, but I'm going to go. <laughs> and it's, it's back and forth. 
And I'm saying all that. It's, all this was happening in the midst of this. Every single bit of this. How can that happen? I don't know. But I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. And you should be too. And cherish these moments. It's God's putting his stamp of approval going, I've not left you. You didn't screw up. I know what's going on. This is not a curveball. This is not a slider. This is not a screwball. I know everything. You, you, I knew you were going to do that before it even happened. And, and so much of what we do is a constant battle in our own thinking. Back and forth, back and forth. And then we start speaking things that are not in alignment, and then enemy forces get in on it. And before you know it, you don't know who you are, where you're at, what's going on. But even in that, God's like, here's a visitation. I'm going to zap this in a millisecond. Boom, it's all gone. Bam, there it is. I'm going to open up the pure river from heaven, let it flow, hit you deep in your spirit, let you feel it, let you walk in it, and I'm going to let you experience my life. He does that all the time for us. And I'm like, okay, you do know what's going on. I have no clue, but you do. <laughs> and, and that's where he wants us to be, you guys. He wants us to be at his beck and call to go and do anything he wants us to. He doesn't want us to be tied to anything of this world. He wants the treasures that we know are in heaven laid up there where moth and rust can't corrupt it. And, but he still knows we have responsibilities here. I'm not saying we... You, you get my point. I'm relishing these times. And that was an encounter, spirit of glory and of God. Boom, right there in one moment. Puts it all in perspective. So when you start walking through the valley, shadow of death, fear's there, Ra's there, the enemy's there, always remember these, these points all along this pathway. If he did it then, he will do it now. He will do it now, no matter what. No matter what your mind tells you, Mark, I'm with you, no matter what. Because he knows those that agape him and love him. He knows those that do that. He knows those that are just playing church. He realizes that. And it's always motivated by his agape. And that's another word that somebody gave me recently. was, He's chastening you because you're not a bastard, you're a son. I'm like, okay, that's a good word. <laughs> and, and, and he even tells us, I mean, we, we know this, but a word of chastening is great when there's no chastening, right? It's easy to do that. It's totally different when he is chastening and correcting you because training is involved in that moment. And he wants us to endure it. And he says, I know it's painful. He even says that in Hebrews. I know it's painful. Just stay with me. Stay under my covering. Hoopameno, that word's in there. And it'll be okay. And you're like, everything on the inside of you is, is screaming, it's not going to be okay. This is out of place. This is out. And before you know it, you're just like the Apostle Paul. He talked about that war in his members, right? Yeah, I've heard theologians wax eloquent. Well, it's about the, the law and the, and the grace. And I get that. But there's more to it than just the law and grace. It's, it's the battle of his spirit breathing in you, your carnality, demonic forces. That causes a major war going on the inside. But... God is with all of us, so I'm going to try to get to Jehoshaphat. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's look at Joshua. Joshua 1. Now, this, these first nine verses, there is a sequence to this that is phenomenal, that's connected. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of Yahweh. Oh, my gosh. That is phenomenal. I, we can stop there and talk. I don't want to be known when I leave this earth as anything but a servant of the plan. If that's, all, if that's our legacy that we leave behind, we're going to leave behind much more. When we die, that's part, that is the first legacy that's mentioned to Moses here to Joshua. <laughs> He's being reminded, you be my servant of my plan too. And it came to pass that Yahweh speaks to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister. I love that connective there, that partnership, the two joining forces. Joshua was, was being mentored spiritually by Moses. And I don't know if he knew at the time, 
that he was going to take the baton and go with it next. I don't know that to be true, but we know he was underneath Moses and he learned a lot from him that was going to prepare, uh, prepare him for taking the land. Moses, my servant, Yahweh says it again. Yahweh is saying this, is dead. Now, what's interesting, it almost seems like God is kind of calloused here. He's not, because if you go back and you read the previous chapter, God allowed the people to weep over the death of Moses for 30 days. God understands when, when a death like this occurs, there's a time frame that needs to happen for you to grieve or mourn. 30 days happen, and then this comes into play. I've always read that going, oh, man, God's like, wow, he's kind of harsh there, isn't he? But not when you go back and you read the previous chapter. That is telling in and of itself, too. Now, therefore, arise. Yahweh is always focused on the plan, right? He's not going to say, okay, it's time to lay back down. Oh, I'll give you 30 more days to mourn. No, he's 30 days is enough. He's, he's done his part. Now let's move on. Go over this Jordan, down all the people into the land, which I will give them even to the children of Israel. And then he says, every place that the sole of your foot treads, I'm going to give that to you. And he even identifies the, the territory from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even into the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward going down to the sun to the coast. Verse 5. Just in case, Joshua, you don't think I'm going to be with you, let me give you this word. There shall no man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. And that's another theme through this that we see. He's with us. Emmanuel, God is with us. I love this. I will not fail thee, nor am I going to forsake you. Be strong. Be of good courage. Be alert. Be ready mentally. Be courageous, because you're going to need courage what you're going to face. For unto this people you shall divide the inheritance of the land, which I swore to my fathers. Only be strong courageous there's that double double issuance again god knows what's coming you guys he knows what we're going to face before we even step into it and i'm learning every single day messages that the lord gives us that you share listen to me you share from this place you're going to walk you are prophesying things that you're facing that people are going to face but it's going to start to happen. It, it's, it's been doing that for years. So I'm, I'm just kind of stating the obvious here. I looked back over the last six months. And I looked at some of the words that the Lord kind of shared. And I'm telling you, mouth wide open, you're going, oh, it just, he's preparing us. Somehow we just got to get to a point where we can go, okay, Lord, you're telling me you gave a dream about this being lost and I saw all these different things going on it didn't seem to click then but as things start to really manifest we need to we need to recognize when they manifest much quicker is what I'm saying because he is telling us what's needed for us personally and what's needed for our network and things that are happening around us I'm getting better at that that's all I can say <laughs> that activation take the land on that Friday night remember when we marched around yeah. so the Lord was like releasing that word of course we didn't look at what we were going to be facing from then until yeah, now yeah, yeah. but that was for us corporately like get ready because yeah I'm just saying he, he, I, I'm amazed because I mean he pastor is really good at this and I, I don't know if he still he probably still does this but over the years I've learned a lot of things from him, but one of the things is this, is he's very reflective. You know, like after, after services on a, or, or even intercessory times, and, and we all do this, but he's, he's got a really skill at this where he'll go back, take, a, take Monday, part of the prayer time, and reflect on what God was doing Sunday during the service or what it, words he said or, or things that he encountered or sensed or saw or whatever, and he reflects on it. And just keeps that kind of tucked away. And, as, and that's a good thing for all of us to do. Joshua did it here, right? Let's keep going. He said, meditate is, is what he did. It's the same kind of principle. 
Uh, verse 7, Only be thou strong, courageous, and do all according to the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Turn not to the right nor to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate, ponder upon it, think about it, internalize it. Trish, uh, internalize this. There's, there's a story behind that. I'm just, I was waiting on her to look at me and go, what in the world is he talking about? <laughs> Therein, day and night, that you may observe to do everything, uh, for then you will make your way prosperous. There's the word that, uh, <clears throat> salah, to push forward, and then you'll have good success. And then he says, have not I commanded you? Be strong, be of good courage, Neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God will go with you whithersoever you go. Six, six months from now, when you're sensing chaos all around, you don't know what to do, you don't know what God's doing, you don't know what God's saying, you da, 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 all those things, this is where we're at. It doesn't matter. It's easy to do it in just the good. That's simple. You just sit back and ride. Oh, everything's peachy, right? Next time you stand up here and you deliver a message, if you're not experiencing, guess what? Get ready, it's coming. <laughs> it's just the way it is. We are a prophetic people, and we're given the ability to discern between both good and evil. You don't get to choose when, where, how it happens. You don't, we don't get to choose that. We just have to, in the midst of it, trust in the plan. <laughs> trust in Him, and let Him work out all the details. Okay, I'm going to skip. I'm, I am going to go to, let's go to page, you know what? We may not get to Jehoshaphat. Let's go to page three. I do want to mention this. We all know the story of David and Goliath. There's some new stuff in here I've never seen before. And I'm going to try in the next five so minutes to, to cover this. And I've, I've titled this section, Saul and all of Israel are affected in a negative way by the words of Goliath. In, in 1 Samuel 17, we've got, we've got the champion uh, Goliath of Gath, GG, whose height was six cubits in span. We know he's got his helmet on and we know his, his equipment. Verse 8, he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? I am not a Philistine, am I not a Philistine, your servants of Saul? He's looking down upon them. He's degrading them with his words. Choose you a man, let him come down to me. If he's able to fight with me and kill me, we'll be your servants. But if I prevail and kill him, then you're going to be our servants and serve us. Now what he forgot, to, he, he, what, what Goliath of Gath forgot was the Lord was present and the Lord heard those words. See? <laughs> We need to remember that. When we're faced with, we may not face a, 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 a giant like this, but I guarantee you we are facing opposition on every side, just like the Apostle Paul. Anybody that's in an apostolic move is going to face this. But, but we don't need to forget, sometimes, sometimes we forget the Lord's with us, and the Lord is so present, you might not see Him, you might not feel Him at all, but just know. He's externally present, and He's internally inside you. And so this sets the backdrop for what's about to occur. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies this day. Give me a man that we might fight together. Here's what happened to Saul and all of it. When they heard these words, they were dismayed. They surrendered over to fear and it could have been, I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably sensed confusion all around, but they surrendered to it. They, they bowed down to it and said, you know what, we're not, we're not going to go there. And it said they were greatly afraid. This is a negative example. Now, that set the, set the stage for what was going to happen. Here's David. <laughs> He's tending sheep. We need to be, this is, this is the Davidic part we, we need to be about. And we're gonna, I think we're going to experience this in new ways as we explode into new territory. Be like David. Face and defeat the opposition. 1 Samuel 17, 12, all the way to the end. We're not going to read that. But I want to bullet point some things here that I think are very critical for us. 
All the men of Israel fled in fear. They bowed down to it. They gave in to it. Have you ever felt that way? I have. I mean, I have. I mean, the last three, I've been telling you this whole morning. I haven't, well, I guess I have kind of bowed down to it, but God's been there with me. But there's a strength that's coming out of me this morning I ain't felt in months. So I know he, these are all indications God's with us. Now, the odds were totally against David on, in every way. His brother Eliab was against him, made false accusations. Ha, oh, you can't do this. Why are you here? You've got a hidden agenda. Saul declared, you're not able to fight this Philistine. Even Saul's telling him this. And then David, to combat that, what did he do? He said, David declares Yahweh's delivering power out of the paw of the lion and the bear. Past deliverances to indicate that Yahweh was going to show up and bring deliverance at this point. Every, the odds were totally against David and against the people. He had words coming at him and I'm sure... It doesn't say that David felt the confusion or the fear or whatever, but whatever it was he was coming against or sensing in the spirit, he did not let that overtake him like Saul and all of Israel did. All of Israel. Everybody was there. And when we're, we're in situations that seem insurmountable, there might be a Goliath figuratively that we're facing spiritually. We will be brought to the forefront, and, and God wants to use us to demonstrate his delivering power in the midst of it. Now, go back and read that thing about the paw and the lion, the, the lion and the bear. That was, that's not possible for a human to do that on, on his own. It's phenomenal. When's the last time you tackled a lion? You took on a bear. Or you got to switch and whip the bear, like I said earlier. That's tough, but he's saying, man, think, remember what I did, I've done in the past because I'm going to do the same thing in the future. And I just think that's incredible. And then... He uses an unusual strategy to defeat Goliath of Gath. 1 Samuel 17, 50 says he used a sling and a stone. I mean, I know there's more. The shepherd's bag, the five smooth stones. But in, that, in verse 50, it says, with a sling and a stone, he defeated Goliath. So be like David in this regard. We are. But as we move forward... The enemy wants us looking at the opposition. He wants us focused on the opposing force. He wants us focused on fear. He wants us focused on confusion. Whatever it might be, there's other characteristics that come from these demonic creatures. They're corrupted nature. They weren't created this way. So if I've got a creature that I'm facing with, it's just all this massive confusion going on. He was probably created originally for a different purpose, right? Pastor's really good at doing this too, you guys. I'm, I'm giving, giving honor where honor's due. He's really good at targeting fallen creatures and their corrupted nature and going, this was the way God originally created them. And that's the way the beast in, in Revelation were. They, God did not create, those, create those, those, those ungodly beasts in Revelation that way. They were not created that way. They became corrupted in that fall. And, and that, that's, really, it's, that, that's powerful to know, have that... Um, that type of knowledge when you're, when you're fighting in warfare. So there's David. What are you facing? What is this network facing? Rhetorical, but just, just think. Just think of what, 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 what obstacles are there. Does God not know about those obstacles? I mean, I know that sounds ludicrous, but sometimes I have to talk these things out with myself. Many, many times. <laughs> I said, Lord, I know if you did this here with David, you're going to use us in, very, in a very similar way in the coming days. And I just have to refuse to surrender to anything that is ungodly or of the enemy or of my carnal nature. And the solution is, remember what he's done in the past to propel us to move forward in, in taking dominion in the future. That's one way. The second thing, pastor said this, this is all basic. Pray in the Spirit. When it's not on autopilot, pray in the Spirit. Just obediently, going around your day. Every, and I know this is basic, you guys, but the enemy wants us to forget that. He does. And when you're in the thick middle of something like this, you forget it. You forget it. I forget it. 
Read and study the Scripture. I'm just stating things that have already been said many months back. Cleanse all filthiness of the flesh and of any demonic spirit. That is still a word that Pastor got in this class and he shared it the Sunday morning with us. When I'm facing this stuff, when you face it, it's imperative, imperative that we go before the Lord. Lord, cleanse me. The blood of Jesus. Cleansing an evil conscience. Sprinkling. Remember that message? That message came a lot early on. Sprinkling the mind. Evil conscience, right? That's there. Um, the rest of this, I mean, go back and read um, David's words to Solomon. I'll just declare the, the actual verse where, where it is and we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Um, he talks about in verse 13, then you'll, you'll, you'll prosper. Anything that we're building needs to be... Um, talks about being a man of rest, a man of nuach, pushing forward. Um, be strong, good courage, dread not, be not dismayed. He's telling his, his son Solomon the prophetic word to Jehoshaphat. It, it, one of the things that stood out to me about this is, I will, just a few more minutes. Have you ever felt like you didn't know what to do in a situation? I think we've all been there. That's the context in what Jehoshaphat's facing. He said, Lord, we don't know what to do here with this great multitude we're facing. What is your great multitude? It might not be armies of people that got swords and all this stuff, but whatever it is, seek the Lord. And in the midst of seeking the Lord, don't be afraid, don't be dismayed by reason of whatever the great multitude may be because this battle belongs to Elohim. And I know some people have used this verse here to say, oh, see, there we shouldn't battle. He said, this battle, it doesn't take us out of the equation. It just says this battle is where the heart of God is going to step in and bring victory. But don't be dismayed. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord. Worship the Lord. Worship Yahweh in the midst of it. And then you'll see the victory. And then you've got Hezekiah. Um, there's a few verses there. And then Ezekiel. Yeah, he, words to Ezekiel. He, he mentioned this to him before, his, before he's launched in the ministry. He's preparing it. And he tells him the same things. I'm going I'm to send you to a people that's rebellious. Be not afraid of them. Be not afraid of their words. Be not dismayed, but speak my words unto them. And it's not, it's not up to you whether they hear or if they don't. You just speak my words and let me do the rest. But let me tell you, the words that I'm going to give you are going to be lamentations, mourning, and woe. I'm not saying that that's not always going to be our words, but the content, the point of it is, is we don't get to control the contents of the revelation or the insights that He gives to us. We don't. We don't control that. We intercede, yes. The musterion, or the, uh, he, and He unveils it and reveals it. And there's the truth, right? That hasn't been seen before. But Ezekiel says some really interesting things here. But in the midst of all of that, I end with this. He said, I'm going to make your face strong. You have a strong face. <laughs> and he says, I'm going to make your forehead stronger, stronger and harder than flint. And then after that, he says, fear them not. He says it again. Don't, don't surrender to any of these things that I've talked about this morning at their looks because they are in, they're identified as a rebellious house. So, there you go. Um, I hope this helps. Um, I know the Lord is using this to speak a lot of things to my heart and um, I just pray that as we move forward that we'll keep these things in the forefront of our thinking. Any questions, comments? Thank you, Mark. Mm -hmm. uh, while I'm up here, you all got a letter this week, teachers. Just a reminder that uh, there's a meeting next week 
8.30 in this room uh, for all of the teachers. 